You are listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast, a ministry of Seven Rivers Church in Citrus County, Florida. Here at SRSM, we believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. Visit our website at sevenrivers.org backslash students. Hey guys, this is Mikey Puckett with Seven Rivers Student Ministry. You're listening to episode 20, a study on sin, suffering, and evil. This is the second part of a three-part study that we have been going through this week. So if you haven't listened to episode 19, go back, listen to episode 19. You can maybe start at the 10-minute mark because that's me introducing all of it and then kind of breaking it down a little bit where we're headed. And then just listen from that point on in the 10-minute mark on episode 19 and then jump on over to this one and dive right in with us. This series is really serving kind of as a capstone or kind of as like the the kind of like the cap on the bottle that encapsulates and kind of nutshells the entire By Life or By Death series and Philippians that we've been going through and the stories that we've heard of suffering sin and evil and God being mixed in with all of that and kind of working that out. And so we're doing the study to flesh it out theologically. And so we we fleshed it out in episode 19 and we established some key core truths in episode 19 from God's Word. And so I'm going to quickly summarize those. One is that God is all-knowing, incomprehensible, all-powerful, all-loving, holy and righteous, sovereign and just, forgiving and gracious, and etc., etc., etc. We could go on and on for eternity trying to describe this. And, and, and we will spend all eternity learning this about God, which is, which is really, really beautiful and why it is worth learning about God right now because you're doing something that you'll do forever. So the other thing is, is that God is in control. He's even in control over evil. He has power over evil. And we talked about how sometimes when we talk about evil, it kind of seems like evil has power over God, but we must flip this idea that God actually has power over evil and he actually has a purpose for evil and he knew about it. He didn't create it, but he willed it. So this is when it got really interesting in the conversation in episode 19. And so that's the other idea is that God did not create evil, but he allows it and he permits it. And he um, He created a world where people can choose from good and evil. He created a world where Adam and Eve had a choice to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or to not. And this is the world where love exists. And so we concluded episode 19 talking about these, this, we kind of went into this fun discussion on the worlds that God could have created and the world that included love and relationship was this world where there was this choice of eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that is what gave space and room for love to exist. And so we're like, we're going to now talk about love in this episode 20, but as you listen to this and as I talk about it, it's not going to maybe really sound like we're talking a lot about love, but it is love. And I don't want you to forget that as I read this and as I paint this picture, how incredible and vast and incomprehensible God's love is for you and I and all of creation and the universe. So 
we're about to get started and diving into this. Remember, I'm assuming two things about you as a listener. I'm assuming one, that you have a belief in God, uh, that he exists. Uh, I don't know what religion may be, but you have some sort of concept that there is a higher being and a creator. You might not necessarily be a Christian, even though I'm going to encourage you to consider that. But that's one of the assumptions I'm making about you. And the other assumption I'm making about you is that you believe that the scripture or the Bible has authority. It's it's something that is worth listening to and, and has an impact. So in a sense, I really am. When you put those two together, if you think about it, yeah, I am assuming that my listener right now is a Christian. But if you're not a Christian and if you don't uh, necessarily hold to these two um, ideas that I just shared, that's okay. You can still listen to this and learn a lot from this. But I can make a lot of jumps in this conversation because I don't have a ton of time. I'm limited on my time and I make a lot of jumps kind of based on these two principles already established. And if these two principles are something that you wrestle with and are struggling with, I really want to encourage you to talk with me about it. You can email us at srsm at sevenrivers.org and let's talk about it and let's wrestle with it. And we will make time for you to have that conversation with us, email us and, and have questions about that. But as you listen to this, know that there are things I'm not going to defend necessarily because it's simply in scripture. Um, and if you don't believe that scripture is authoritative, you're going to be like, well, you can't use that as evidence. Well, that's kind of not the point of this podcast. I'm really am trying to use scripture uh, to describe and to talk about God in a sense. Um, and for us to try to get like a tiny atomic level understanding of God. So all that to be said, let's just jump into it. I am so excited. I love doing this. I love talking about this. And I hope you guys enjoy this discussion. I hope this stirs up a ton of questions and, and we can have conversations after this. Um, and, and, and that we can maybe even create more podcasts where we talk about these hard questions. All right, so let's begin. And I don't want you guys to think that like, I'm a know-it-all, like I am a learner. I want to learn with you guys. And I think you guys have a lot of things to offer me uh, to learn as well. So I'm learning through this and I'm wrestling with this with you. And so really let's engage this as like us wrestling together through this and through uh, God's word and, and wrestling through these concepts. And so, okay, love. All right, love, love, love. Okay, it's love that we ended episode 19 with. We live in a world where there's good and evil, but also love and where love exists as well. And so this is where we are. Let's start breaking it down with God. God is holy and he is righteous and he creates order. God does not need mankind to glorify himself, okay? God does not need creation to glorify himself. Before all things, God the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit were in complete unity and wholeness and love. And it was very, 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 very good. It was awesome, okay? It, it, everything was good in that moment. Nothing, there was no emptiness and we didn't come out of emptiness if that makes sense in the sense of like we came out of a need like oh god really just needs a bunch of little minions to say we love you we love you we love you no 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 that's not that's not how creation comes into existence creation comes into existence because god willed it in and of god alone it was willed out of him externalized out of him god wanted to make creation not wanted like he was left wanting but he was they holy spirit the son and the father together externalized their love okay and and what it looks like is what 
creation was in the garden and what man was. And so, um, you know, and the creation that was created out of this, in order for there to be the love that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit engaged in for all eternity and continue to engage in, there needed, there didn't need, but there was willed into it a choice between good and evil. A tree was placed where Adam and Eve were told not to eat of it. And if they did eat of it, then they would surely die. And so this was what was established. And so they were given the choice to obey God or to disobey God. They were given the choice to love God or to not love God. They were given a choice to have a relationship with God, be part of the relationship with the Son, Father, and Holy Spirit, or to be separate from the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God was going to let them, allow them, and permit them, and will them to make the choice. What did man choose? We know in Genesis 3 that man chose to not love God, to disobey, to commit sin, and to walk in evil, resulting in a curse that fell on all creation and separation from God and his love and his relationship. All right, so here we are, and this is the planet we live on, the universe we live in. I want you guys to understand this concept as well, though. God would be right and he would be holy and perfect still and even loving to have just simply destroyed all of creation, including all of us, right then and there. He would have been right. He would have been holy and perfect and loving and just and gracious and all those things in one moment. Still God, if he chose, that's it. It's over. Death. It's done. If this was his will, though, if this was his will, it would still be good even though we would have been destroyed. God is right to have wrath and anger towards us for breaking his love, for breaking the relationship. And God would be right and just to send us all to hell. And this would be good and this would even be God glorifying. This would even be God, you know, displaying his power and graciousness and love and mercy and all that stuff to do such a thing. It would be God glorifying. Our destruction would be God glorifying. And so this is what we really got to try to wrap our minds around. And, and this is the uncomfortable truths that we see in Scripture and in the Bible. And the question that it leaves us is to think, who are we who have grieved God, disobeyed Him, to even be allowed to breathe and exist in a present moment like this? So right, we're still here. Obviously, God, right after Adam and Eve rebelled, did not destroy it all and restart it or wash it out or or anything like that okay we're still here so who are we who are unrighteous who are not right before god separate from god who said we don't love you father we don't love you god who are we to still be breathing in this present moment the fact that we just took a breath is grace unmerited favor so one of the things is like that people are wrestling with right now is this God in the Bible, like who wants to follow him and worship him? He sounds he sounds terrifying, he's scary, he's, he's unreal. Like, you know, it's I can imagine a better God. So I'll just imagine my own God and follow him. I literally was watching a documentary where a man said, This God sounds ludicrous, so let's invent our own God. 
and follow him. And let's just be good people just to be good people. And let's work really hard to be good people. Okay. Okay. I guess that's an option. But what is the truth and what do we know to be the truth? And what do we see in God's word is that this is who God is. And so sometimes when we talk about God, we like to soften him up a little bit and like make him seem like just this like jolly old, great old grandfather who just smiles and high fives you in your life. But that's not what we see in scripture and in the Bible. And so if you really want to worship God, if you really want to follow him, if you want to love him and receive his love, then you got you to gotta read it. You got to read the word and you got to realize Oh, this God is, this God is really powerful, is really just, is really holy, and is really righteous. And he's right to do whatever he so pleases with us because we're the ones who disobeyed. Does that make sense? So you kind of have to reach that point a little bit. And in a sense, it's a surrender, it's a submission, it's a trust that you offer up. And what we all realize if you read scripture and what you will realize is that and what we talked about in episode 19 is God's in control of all of it. So we're, all of it is going to bring God glory. We can't break out of that. And that's what we're going to get into a little bit more. So as you think about this and begin to process it, I hope you realize how above and beyond, and I just want you to realize how indescribable and incredible and awe-inspiring God is and how it will take eternity to fully know him. God is not something you know you and I can imagine or comprehend, but something that uh, leaves us with a million questions and wondering on a quest, on an unending quest to know him more, also known as worship. So from this point, we begin to understand a minute fraction of how righteous and holy God is and how unrighteous and sinful we are and how cursed the world is to be separated from God and his love. God could have even left us on this planet to burn out, to die off, if he so chose. And he would have been right and righteous and good and just to do such a thing. And a lot of people actually think that, yeah, God created all things, but now he's gone and he doesn't give a crap about us. But God did not choose this way. A holy and righteous God decided that he will deal with his creation and his Im image bearers to deal with you and I by offering the world a way, a hope, a salvation, a redemption from the punishment and eternal evil that we rightfully deserve from death. He chose this way to bring himself glory. He willed it to happen this way. But in order to do this, he uses both good and evil, both good and evil under God's power and control being used to bring glory to himself. How is this paradox revealed and signified? How is this accomplished? Where do we see this? Good and evil at work to bring God glory in a singular moment in space, time, and history? We ultimately see it in the cross. Jesus, the Son of God on the cross. The Son of God willingly obeyed the will of God lived on earth in the midst of good and evil, suffered it all, never disobeyed God's will, and willingly followed God's will to the cross and allowed the greatest evil to be placed upon himself, which was to die even though he never sinned, which was to die as if he were the one in the Garden of Eden who ate the tree 
with the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. He took upon himself God's just wrath and allowed himself to be destroyed in it. Then allowed himself to rise from the dead as a revelation that all sin, suffering, and evil will come to an end for those who choose to follow Jesus. He is the way, the life, and the truth. For those who let Jesus save them and be their king, he is the way, the life, and the truth. This resets and returns all things back to the beginning, back to the beginning when it was all very good. Recreating the stage now for us where we can choose to receive God's love again and to love God back and have a relationship with him. And so can creation as well. Even though we live in a world full of evil, this is possible in Jesus. Evil, suffering, and sin thought they were working against God and his will. But their work in crucifying Jesus on the cross has brought God eternal glory and actually fulfilled his will and has brought his kingdom here to earth. Now for those who are in Jesus and who experience now and encounter now sin, suffering, evil, and you see it and you know it's wrong and you grieve it rightfully, but at the same time, You witness God's glory in it. You see Jesus and you rejoice and you are filled with eternal joy and grace and the knowledge that evil doesn't win. And whether we witness it in our lifetime or not, that sin, suffering, evil that has happened to us in this present moment that has been done to us or that we have done as well is ultimately all working together to glorify the Lord and to bring his kingdom. Because God so loved the world, Even though we did not so love him, God gave up his son, and his son willingly gave himself up. This is grace, and it's because of this that we can now turn away from sin, suffering, we can say this is something we we don't have to participate in anymore. We can say no, no, I love the Lord. I don't love the ways of this world, I love the ways of God now. I see now. Now we can actually forgive others who have hurt us. Now we can hope and sing at funerals. Now we can sing when our world is falling apart. Now we can gather as a group of people at church right after you've lost your job and sing worship songs because you know it's the will of God and that it's bringing him glory even though it's your destruction, whether it's by your life or by your death, to God be the glory. We know that in Jesus, we know this. This is what a Christian knows in Jesus to be true, is that even in our death, the ultimate, the ultimate evil against us, even in our death, we will never be separated from God and his love. Jesus brings us back to the garden. Jesus says sin, suffering, and evil, they are wrong. They're not the way to live. And what has been done to you is wrong. Jesus says, look at my hands and look at my feet. Look at the evil that has been done to me for you.
And because that evil was done to him, because he suffered and he was sinned against and was blameless, you and I, we can experience true love. But that is for those who are in Jesus. And here comes another hard reality and truth. Those who don't believe in Jesus, their death is their ultimate separation from God. And that is hell. Right now we live in a culture that uses the word acceptance and toleration. And we interchange those words with love. And we say, oh, it's loving. It's loving. To a degree, you're, it's true. It is loving. But it's not fully true. If we really loved people, we would have to tell them, hey, listen, I, the way that you are living in the ways that you've chosen to live and in the, in the belief systems that you have and your rejection of God and of Jesus is, is wrong. You're going to miss the point. You're going to die and you're going to experience hell. People actually do need to hear that. And so if you're listening right now, and you don't have Jesus. I'm not saying this to like condemn you. I'm saying this because I, I want to say this because I love you. And I want you to have true and eternal love. Not just here on earth. But forever. And ever and ever. I don't want you just to have it here temporarily. I want you to have it forever and ever and ever. I don't want you to just be accepted and tolerated. I want you to be loved. And on a planet where there's good and evil and love, what is required for evil people to be loved is sacrifice. Always. And what has Jesus done for you and I, who are sinners, who are evil? He has sacrificed himself he obeyed the will of God even unto death, even though he did not deserve to die. And he said, I will take their place so that they can have our love again and a relationship with us again. This is the God we love, we serve, we follow. And more incredibly, this is the God who loves us. Thank you for listening. You're loved and you matter. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more stories and follow our devotions, you can go to www.sevenrivers.org backslash by life or by death. You are loved and you matter.